This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome back to Buckets. My guest today is the Avery Bradley to my Rajon Rondo. Please welcome to the show, Billy Scafuri. You're getting bucket buckets. I'm glad you didn't say Avery Bradley to your KCP. Yeah, that was definitely in my brain. <laughs> when we were scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. The old Boston connection. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's right. People don't really remember that. The Lakers' backcourt is basically an old Celtics backcourt. And that's when they were awesome. And that's when they hated LeBron. They were like defensive and dangerous. Yeah. And now they're just kind of like slow and old <laughs> mild right they're very mild yes they are mild that's a good way of putting it no spice everyone on the lakers is meek and good at shooting threes and they win 18 out of their first 20 <laughs> all right we'll get to it uh the point of today's show is a good old-fashioned q a i asked people on twitter for questions uh anything nba related i have a cue for you yeah when was the last time you did one of those monologues oh my god scripted monologues I'm telling you, I'm the voice of the people, and we want them, we miss them, it made it unique. That's good, yeah. It made it dynamic. (laughs) I agree that I like doing the monologues, Mm -hmm. I just, I need, I need to one, come up with a good idea. Like, when I, when you think of the monologues, which one came up, which one comes up to you? Um, There was one you did about math, in which it was like um, a player's (laughs) career average versus the highest amount that they scored, and it just showed your love of numbers and math, and it's what you, what made you a unique sports fan. That was good. Maybe I should just rerun them. Yeah. Put them at the top. An old one. That feels like a very, that's not unlike what you're doing on your Patreon page. (laughs) It's gonna be me dissecting the old (laughs) ideas that I had. That one was that a player's average career high should be double what their highest season average was. Okay, got it. So like LeBron's highest average season was 30 points. So you'd think his career high is 60. Right. And it is usually roughly around there. Right. And there were some that it was exactly that. And the you gold were so standard happy. was Wilt. There yeah, you go. 50 into 100. Of course you remember. Perfect. <laughs> of course you remember. Because it mattered to you. But that was, a, that was a theory that I had. I don't have a lot of theorems when it comes to the NBA. But is that because you haven't thought deeply about yes. it? Yes. Now, were you trying to correlate those ideas to whatever you were going to do in the episode, or were those just kind of evergreen, this is what's on my mind right now? Evergreen, this is what's on my mind. Okay, so that's good. You can just come up with those, can't you? Yeah, I should be able to. You should run a Twitter poll for Buckets listeners that asks, do you miss them? Okay. Do you want me to do them? I don't even know how to access Buckets listeners, but yeah, I guess tweet at me right now. Okay, yeah. Something like that. But I would just say that people miss them and they want them. Okay, that's good. Okay. I like that feedback. Okay. And hopefully I can come up with more soon. Yeah. It's that it's that whole issue that like somebody's first album or first movie, mm-hmm. they could have spent years, decades on mm-hmm. to create the perfect album. Right. And then the second album is like, all right, that one was a hit. You have eight months to do it again. Right. And usually there's a slump because right. people are rushed. There's pressure. There's success. Right. You're not as good as right. you were struggling to create that first piece of work. No pressure. No one's putting any pressure on you. <laughs> there's no standard. That's right. We just like them. That's right. It makes us feel taken care of. Oh, okay. he thought of something before he talked uh, wildly for an hour. That's true. And I will be talking wildly for an hour. You've been pretty wild thus far. All right. Some good questions. You tried seemingly to answer all of them sarcastically before we even got on the show today. Was, so a lot of these do have fake answers already. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I might have jumped the gun. No, 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 it was good. It created engagement. Then people created more questions. Do you want to give the listeners of Buckets my uh, Twitter handle since you neglected to put my Twitter handle in the question on Twitter? It is at Billy Scafuri. There you go. Easy. Do you want to tell them what my Venmo <laughs> handle is? <laughs> I know you want to do that. <laughs> I usually wait until the end of the episode when you say, do you have anything you want to plug? And I usually say, my, my Venmo, Venmo handle. Yeah. My Venmo is at <laughs> William hyphen Scafuri. S-C-A-F-U-R-I. And was Billy Scafuri taken? I don't know. Got it was it. a while ago. This Because this Venmo is official. Yeah. So Full William's real, my legal, legal name. name. Yeah, yeah. No messing around there. Uh, okay. So these are questions... Sourced from our Twitter followers uh, in and around the game. We are about a quarter of the way through the season. Yeah. We're experts. Yeah, we know. We watched a lot of basketball. We played a lot of FanDuel. Um, here's one to start with. Um, who will have a better record by the time the Lakers play the Bucks? The Lakers and the Bucks are on a collision course. I think they play December 19th in about a week. Mm-hmm. They are um, both 22 and 3 at the time of recording. Really? Yeah, the Bucks are on a 15-game winning streak. Jeez, really? Yeah. That good? That's And that's another funny thing, that nobody cares or talks about it. Right. Because it's Why? just... Yeah, I think it's because it's Milwaukee. They're better than they were last year right now, right? Yes. Record-wise, definitely. Hmm. They lost Brogdon, 
they gained, uh, I don't even know, who did they get? Robin Lopez? <laughs> Robin Lopez. <laughs> right. And now they're 20. DiVincenzo? Yeah. I guess right. players got a little bit better because they were a young team. Sure. And now they're 22 and 3. Okay. Seemingly more impressive than what the Lakers are doing, who yeah. are also 22 and 3, because the Lakers have LeBron and Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. The Bucks just have Giannis. Well, they have Middleton, who's an all-star, I guess. All-star Bledsoe, who gets paid a lot, yeah. which counts for something. They have and some, then Ilyasova, some... who is, frankly, unstoppable. <laughs> That's right. Seemingly unstoppable, right. their entire roster. But yeah. they only have one superstar. The Lakers have two. Right. Every team has two, except for the Bucks, and yet the Bucks have the best record. But sometimes the Pistons um, emerge as the champions, a la the Ben Wallace years, where it's not star power, it's just 12 deep of ballers. Yeah, and so, maybe the Bucks have that with a good coach, Coach right. Bud. Well, also with the MVP. Right, the on Pist- top. Right. right, so they're, they're the Pistons with an MVP. That's their strategy. That's that doesn't like, hurt. Yeah, right. they want to play the best defense and be unstoppable on offense, which Giannis kind of is. So yeah. then is the question regarding best record... Is it when which they team, meet up next week? Which team rests a player in between? Like, is that really like the only thing that we think might lead to a loss? Like, who starts to take it a little easy on certain players? Well, that's the thing. The Bucks are even good when Giannis sits. Yeah, they smoked who last night? Uh, the Pelicans by like 25, 30 yes, coasted. That's without Giannis. Is it right. like the system is so powerful that it almost doesn't matter who plays? I think it's one word, and that word is Ilyasova. <laughs> as long as Ilyasova is playing, just get him minutes, and he gets you wins. Uh, so here's. Who the I mean the the Bucks will not lose a game before they play the Lakers. They just beat the Clippers, Orlando, and New Orleans at home by an average of like twenty five points per. Let game. me ask you this question: Who yeah. beat the Bucks so far? Good question. Opening night, mm. or maybe the the second game of Caught the year. Caught sleeping type situation. Home opener, they lost to Miami. Yeah, they were one and one at one point. Right. Two games later, they lost at Boston. Mm. The Bucks were two and two. They're now 22 and three. Damn. <laughs> so in the Damn. last month, they only lost one game at Utah. Great. They were six and three, and now they're 22 and three. Sorry, they're on a 16 game win streak. Who's the, here's who they play next at Memphis. Okay. At no. home against the Cavs. Okay. All right. And Dallas, who's pretty good. Yes. But that game is at home in Milwaukee as Fun. well. Okay. So there's a chance the Bucks lose to Dallas, but they won't lose to the other team. Who, here's who the Lakers play before um, Memphis. Their game against Milwaukee. Uh, the Lakers play at Miami tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tough one. Miami Tough. hasn't lost at home. Right. Then at Atlanta, frisky team. Yeah. Young team, energetic team. Right. And then at Indiana. Oh. Also a very good, a difficult place to win. So if the question is who is the harder record um, over the next three, it's no doubt the Lakers. That's right. But the Lakers smoke teams, so yeah. we can assume. What was the back-to-back they did on the road that was really impressive? Denver and... Utah. Denver and Utah. Back-to-back. Cooked them both. Back-to-back days. Cooked them both <laughs> beat, in their home stadiums. They beat Denver by 10, and then they beat Utah by 30. I mean... Yeah, and that's with Anthony Davis having the flu, I think. So with that, you got to say that uh, the Bucks will have the better record still. Here's the most impressive thing. Yes, I think the Bucks will have the better record to right. answer your question. Most impressive thing about the Lakers season, they haven't lost outside of Staples. Their only one loss road game was the home opener at Clippers, mm-hmm. which was in LA. Since okay. then, they've won 12 road games in a row. Yeah. Which regardless of how easy or tough these teams are, is that a sign of 12. something? Is that a sign of something? Like, do certain players step up on the road? I think it's older players. Mm. Like, the Lakers have a team of players that have been there before. Mm-hmm. It's LeBron, it's Rondo, it's mm-hmm. Avery Bradley, it's KCP, it's Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. And then um, frisky youngsters like right. Kuz and Alex Caruso. Right, right, right. Up, like, to give him the energy. But they've the done bench. this before. They've done this. They're not intimidated. LeBron's not intimidated walking into San Antonio and winning. Allow me to name drop for a second. <gasps> I was talking with Rob Gronkowski. Oh, my G. And I was asking him the difference between home and away games for yeah. him from the player's perspective. Oh, that's a good question. And he said that he do- he really liked playing on the road because you can focus on the games. Because when you are like have star power, so many people want things from you while you're there. They want tickets to the game. They want to know if you can get them in. You're getting texts. You're answering a lot of questions. Everyone disappears on the road, and you could just play the game. And so I wonder if teams that have a lot of stars on them actually do thrive more on the road because it's just less 
you know, outside noise and they could just dial in and say, how do we play? Yeah. It is weird that home court advantage is a thing at all. Just because people are cheering for you means you play harder and better. I wonder, is it like your bed, your meal, <laughs> your routine? They say that, but the like, lights, what does that mean? The I lights. slept in a different hotel so I can't play as well tonight? That doesn't yeah. seem right either. There's some crappy hotels out there. And then it affects your basketball play? Are there hotels that have seven foot beds? Like, do some accommodate NBA teams and know we need, like, like double king-size beds for Anthony Davis? I don't think so. I think most beds just happen to be, like, more than seven feet tall. And then some people have, like, two extra feet. You're telling me your bed can fit a seven-footer? <laughs> that seven-footer's feet aren't dangling off? That's a good question. I have a queen, so maybe a king can. There's, Let's there's just think about your queen for a second. Do you think your queen, <laughs> uh, head to toe, and I'm talking, like, headboard to end of mattress is seven feet long. I don't know the answer to you. I'm just asking what you think now. I would say it's exactly seven feet. So you think that Anthony Davis's feet don't dangle if he had a sleepover party at your house? <laughs> he can always do diagonal, mm. maximize length. Yeah, but that's just taking up a lot of surface area. <laughs> Who else is going to sleep on the bed if he's taking up angle to angle? He can have my whole bed. I'll sleep on the couch. You don't want to cuddle? <laughs> <laughs> AD can have the whole bed, especially if he's under the weather. You are a very good friend. But I think I think uh, hotels, I'm sure, have California Kings. I don't know if it's specifically for basketball right. players, but like you know, people want the biggest bed possible. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, Let's next move question. on. Thoughts on the Atlanta? Oh, I should say who asked that question? Uh, Bucks in five is the guy's Twitter handle, <laughs> so he also agrees. Right. Um, Joe Glover twenty one writes thoughts on the Atlanta Hawks young core and potential. Luca and Trey both playing super well. Always with Luca. Like Luca's not on the the Hawks, but like he was Trey. <laughs> he seconds. was. Do you remember the Luca years? Yeah, the Luca day. The, <laughs> actually, Luca minutes. <laughs> Trey Young, I think, is getting visibly annoyed because like he go, he goes off for thirty and ten, and people are like, "How much of the Luca Doncic trade?" He's like, "I don't want to talk about the Luca Doncic trade." Anymore. I don't blame him. I'm sorry, I was traded for an all world talent. Right. That was over a year ago at this point. Do you get that with Jake? Do people ask you a question about Jake? And you're like, I'm also Amir. Just like, do you have any questions about me? Yeah, and I wasn't even traded for Jake. Yeah, nobody (laughs) talks about Trey Young without talking about Luka Doncic. Let's try to answer thoughts on the Hawks Young core. Okay. Trey is playing super well. Yes. Although they're not winning a lot of games. John Collins had diarrhea. That's what it is. Yeah. It's the diuretics. So does that make you poop? Like, does that make you poop out a lot and now you are lighter? No, I think it's a it's a weight drug, weight related drug that masks um, potential other bad drugs like oh. steroids. So, like if you test positive for this thing, mm. then you're you could potentially be masking. Bad right. Drugs. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I think. So even if you didn't, this thing is like just as bad as doing the steroids because it's like indicating that you probably did. I guess. Either way, John Collins got busted for something. And Aiton got busted for the same something. Yeah, I don't know if it was the same exact, but the same thing. Diuretics. Diuretics. I mean, you can't use that many letters in diarrhea and not have it associated (laughs) with diarrhea. It has to be diarrhea related. But even if it just made you shit a lot, that's not a thing that a basketball player would need to take, right? That's not an L. Ron Hubbard book, is it? No, that's Dianetics. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay. If you're also reading Dianetics, you're suspended 25 games as well. <laughs> Such a large chunk of games to be suspended. Yeah, that's a chunk. Although and we're it's almost unpaid, right? Yeah, we're almost there too. By the way, because right. it's like we're now 25 games into the season. Aiton's going to come back to the Suns, and mm. John Collins is going to come back to the Hawks. Who has a bigger difference on their team? It seems like the Suns are doing pretty well without Aiton. The, better than? Yeah. Yeah. Better <laughs> without? Because Baines was thrust into the starting role. He's yeah. been great. So fun to watch. Collins, That's a fun team. Yeah, I think Collins is missed in Atlanta. I think that Collins will help diffuse the Luca and Trey um, partnership. Because right. I think that the Hawks need to start winning more so that there could be like another narrative. Right now, it's just, you know, Trey. The Hawks and Pels have an equally surprising bad record. They're mm. both 6-19. and 19. Yeah. These teams aren't that bad. So we're talking... Uh, Hawks, Pels, Knicks, and Golden State Warriors. That's right. As the, as the four most likely to get the number one pick. Cleveland's down there too. Which of these things is not like the other? <laughs> yeah. Dude. Pe- we're already over the Warriors. People aren't even like talking about them as like the mighty that fell. They're oh, like, they're this, already like a bad team that nobody wants to This pick, is Rob- David Robinson gets hurt and the Spurs are bad for a year. They get Tim Duncan all over again. And, and then, then it's back. just like, and we're back. Now we have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and D'Angelo Russell and the number one one pick and Kevon Looney 
That's right. I forget about Kavan. <laughs> the unstoppable Kavan. You talk. You don't talk about Kavan, and not only that, but now they're like young players. Pascal's getting all these like amazing reps. Kai so Bowman. Yeah, so he's not going to feel like a second year player when they all do come back. It's true. That being said, their over under was forty eight and a half, and they're looking at like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, I would Maybe. say. I mean, they're five and twenty one right now. They just right. lost to the Knicks at home. How many have they won? Sands, uh, Steph, uh, two. I think Did they win three in- with them? I, no, I think he got injured very early on. They like lost. Remember, they lost their home opener, and then they lost to Oklahoma City by like fifty. Yeah, that was with Steph trending down. Yeah, they were already trending bad. down, and I don't think Steph's going to be rushing back from his hand injury. Remind me what uh, Delo's contract is. I believe it was four for one twenty. Damn, 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 damn. As we talk about Garrett Cole's record <laughs> signing contract in the NBA, of course, nine years is uh, in the MLB. Nine years is a lot. Of nine course. years is a lot. Three hundred twenty-five million is a lot. But D'Lo is getting that same basically per year. Damn, thirty year. Yeah, thirty million a year for four years. Damn, he can't be long for the Warriors, right? Is he in the first of that contract? Is he in yeah, the first he year just, of that contract? This is his first year of it. So what now? What happens with I him? I think they probably trade him for a, a more. Um, polished older player like a Robert Covington and then like a draft pick. But who they, teams will pay that? Teams think that's a deal? I think like He's I, enough of a star. I think teams like Minneapolis that like need um some more offense mm-hmm. around Cat and Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A scorer. Yeah, to go f- up from like Jeff Teague to D'Angelo. Right. That's pretty good. And yeah, that you're makes not sense. signing a free agent like a place that can't mm-hmm. sign a free agent. Kinda Is like D'Angelo better than Devin Booker? No, I think Devin Booker's yeah. better. Okay. D'Angelo is cooler. Is he? He is cool. He's cool. Yeah. He's very stylish. Booker's not cool? I don't think Booker's cool. Ooh, I think Booker might have low-key cool points. Really? Big time. Wasn't he like kind of like a little twerp when he's like, you can't double-team me in the open run. You don't do that. Oh, that's not cool. Yeah, that's not a cool move. What a twerp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the specific question? Oh, yeah, the Hawks young core. We're, I'm bullish on the Hawks. Yeah. And Hawkish on the Bulls. Hello! <laughs> um, favorite game you've seen live? We just went to a great game. We did. We could talk about that. Talk to him. Heart-shaped box writes, what's the favorite game you've seen live? Shout out to Jeffrey James, who couldn't go to a Laker game, gave me tickets, and thus you tickets. Yes. Uh, well, this was the equivalent of me going to um, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Like, we walked in, and they were like... You, you're going to go to a better section. That's and then we right. got to the better section. Like, no, no, keep going. We were No, no, keep going. And then before you knew, it was like seat one and two. And it was like, this can't be happening. We were in the premier section of Staples, which is one behind the first section. So it's mm. a little higher up, but center court. Yeah. Row one of that section. 50 yard line. That's right. Like the perfect, the video game view of the basketball court. 20th, the players looked tall, row, but you could see court. everything. <laughs> That's Perfect right. satisfaction. The equivalent of 20th row, center court, 20 rows up. Yep. First row, premier section, which means like the seats are like nice and the the ground is nice and carpeted. The waitress service, the Menus. waiter service. We don't have to go get food. We don't have to. They the come food over comes to, us, to you. And they say, what do you want? I'm like, a uh, hamburger. That's right. Fries? That's right. right. Coming right up. Coming right up. <laughs> Very cool. And up they came. Uh, game itself was awesome. I don't think I've ever seen a game where we didn't have to leave. Not even our chairs once to go to the restroom. Yeah. We sat down and we didn't stand up until the game I ended. I think that's a product of having the greatest seats <laughs> in Staples Center. It's like, what what would be better than exactly what we're doing right now? We were chilling and we saw a great game. Davis dropped his now famous 50 burger. And within like his first six points of the game, I looked at you or you looked at me. I don't remember who said it, but we're like, he's unstoppable tonight. And he's like, wow. casually. Wow to see Layups, alive. pull-ups, mid Rangers, six feet from the basket. Footers. That man is unstoppable. <laughs> We've all we all knew that, but to see it live, damn! Against Cat, against a very good seven footer, dude. I'll tell you, Cat was so far behind him in skill. <laughs> it was so con- so far behind him. There was like the whole Cat versus AD comparison a couple years ago when Cat was like, "Ooh, the new Kentucky Wildcat center that's seemingly unstoppable is right. he better than Davis? Like, right, thirty twenty game. Right, and like Cat's shooting threes better than Davis. Is he better than Davis? Davis was known to be like the best, like the unequivocal best when he came out yeah. this year. Number one pick. Right, everyone's like generational player. Right, and he went to the Pelicans. Went straight to the Pelicans. Right. Okay. And then I think he had injury risks early on. Like, he kept injuring his shoulders, kind of like he is now, but he wasn't toughing through it. He, like, mm-hmm. had to miss a lot of games. And Towns' draft class was Towns? Uh, I think it was the Cat D'Angelo draft mm. class. Oh, Porzingis. Yes. Got it. Yeah, yeah, Okay. And uh, Jaleel Okafor, third. In retrospect, he's been the best player from that draft. Cat? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Who's the second best from that? <laughs> oh, God. Is it D'Lo or is it Porzingis? Porzingis is probably better than D'Lo, even though he's struggling this year. He's had a better career thus far? 
I don't know about better career because he got hurt. He's right. missed two years. But if you were to pick one of them to start a franchise with, it's I think, Porzingis. I think it's the seven foot three. I think you're right. Small forward, right? Who can seemingly get whatever shot he wants because he's just a lot taller than everybody else on the court. Right. We don't root for him, but we would pick him. So the game game goes great. LeBron's doing LeBron things. AD's doing AD things. Ray Lizzo is doing Lizzo things. Lizzo. Uh, was Cedric Court? We also sorry, had the perfect row, seats for this court side. Right, the, the Laker girls start dancing to "Truth Hurts." Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> Why are men great too? They gotta be great. Lizzo stands up, and she's wearing assless chaps. Her ass is out. Her ass is fully out. Yep. And she's wearing a thong. Yes, and she and wants she, the whole world to see. It's built. The pants are built for this moment. It looks like a mistake because it's like a perfectly groomed outfit, except there's a giant circle of cloth missing. Where exactly where the ass out. is. That's right. And she starts shaking it for the cameras on the jumbotron, and the jumbotron cuts back to the dancers. <laughs> we instantly cutting away, like super oh, fun. Shit. Can't show that part of Lizzo. Right. Uh, she may or may not have gotten in trouble. She could definitely got press, and I think that's probably the point. Uh, and then at halftime, uh, we start seeing dollar bill shaped confetti drop. Someone threw cash in the air like it just didn't care. I think it was a rap star. But trying we couldn't to do find it on of... Twitter, which was very unsatisfying. <laughs> what we typed in like cash throw staples. Yeah, it ca- looked like fake money as like some sort of like giveaway. Like you pick it up and it says like Toys R Us bucks. But was it fake? Thing. But it seemed like real. Real singles. Being as, yeah, real singles. And they got thrown out. They did get thrown out. Right. Poli- uh, security guard escorted them out. Yeah. And then, then, best part of the night, go. Uh, during one of the timeouts <laughs> and during subsequent timeouts, they do this Lakers fan of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is it this person or this person? And the crowd roots for the fan of the game. That's right. But in this in this version of that contest, it was no contest. No. It, was a, it was maybe a three or four year old little girl. Yeah. Flexing angrily. Little blonde hair, little LeBron jersey, but hulking out. Got the entire crowd giving her basically a standing ovation. We were all in. What (laughs) basketball game? And then it like switched to, or is it should be be this guy? And everyone's booing the other guy. Go back to the girl. Go back to the girl. Laker fan of the game. Yes. It was. And then during the next timeout, they show her again. Now she's kind of like the rally monkey. Now it's, it's like, not let's even just a competition. Show the girl. If we show her, we get psyched. The rally monkey. Show the girl. Everyone's going crazy. She loves it. I'm like, how do they get like a four year old little adorable girl to flex so angrily? This is amazing. So natural, too. Like you could tell this wasn't staged. <laughs> no. A lot of these like in stadium moments are very staged and someone I asked writes you. it. I'm like, they should record this and show this at the next game. Like, right. She doesn't need to be here. Correct. I'm like, this could be anywhere it's, in the arena. And it's so funny. It was real. And it was so funny that it was like, this could become a thing. Like they could just start bringing her in That's and the crowd right. would love it it was that funny and adorable lebron even mentioned her after the game it, it had to be mentioned <laughs> notice she was uh unignorable and then i'm like uh, it sounds like there's like a commotion in our section a is very that... specific the third time we saw her yeah. it was like this sounds weird is that girl sitting near us we turn around the girl that we we're currently watching the on the three jumbotron or four year old girl imagine a late a little four year old girl flexing like hulk hogan on a jumbotron we the turn whole world to see if loves she's, her happens to be sitting next to us she is one seat behind us like she's, full our, <laughs> our shoulders have been front and center of Shins. that frame yes i as soon as it happened i my first thought was try and catch your breath billy cuz i was laughing so hysterically hard she was right there th- like Eight inches from us it, this whole time. It we must have been on the jumbotron. It could have been LeBron James sitting behind us, and I would have had the same reaction. It was like seeing Holy the world's shit. most important person right behind you the whole time. Because she was on the jumbotron maybe like ten times at that point. Tears streaming down my face, laughing. You give her a high five. She's three or four. <laughs> you give her a high five because she's the fan of the game. T- tears are pouring down my face. And when I finally catch my breath, I remember looking to you and saying, there's not going to be any way to tell that story as funny as it actually was. That's right. But you just did a very damn good that's, job. That's as close as I can get. But still, you can't capture the emotion of staring at a, a cute girl on the Jumbotron for 10 minutes straight. She felt fake. Turning around and she's right there. Hello, boys. Face to face. It's me, Little Hulk. <laughs> right there. Not in our section. No. Like, Literally the seat behind us. Shin to shoulder. She was there the whole time. And, oh, God. And when we left the arena, you know, she was the local celebrity. We're leaving next to her because, yeah. we, again, we're seatmates. Right. There's the little girl, little girl. Let me take a picture. Let me get a selfie. As she's, she's LeBron. A, she's Honey Boo Boo. AD dropped 50, <laughs> but she was the MVP. <laughs> so that was a great game. That so was to, one of the favorite games we've seen live. Yeah, I think to answer the question, that's my favorite game I saw live. Um, 
Amir, are you happy? It looks like the Spurs are finally going to miss the playoffs this year, writes Fado BLN. So rather than you having to answer that, can we just explore for a second um, why you don't like the Spurs? Is it because of them being good for a long time? I don't dislike the Spurs. I don't know where that whole rumor started. You I, do that. You Every time the Spurs come up, you diss them. Every time I pick them in the over-under <laughs> league, you're like, that's a bad choice. Why? <laughs> the Spurs, I don't like them because they're boring. I don't, I don't like watching them. You like them. boring things. You like boring food. You like plain food. You yeah. like things without salt or spice. I feel like that's exactly who if, the Spurs are. If I was eating teams, I would choose the Spurs. Okay. I'm a plain eater. I don't need mustard. You like spicy teams. That's right. Interesting. I so like you, got spicy your spice, teams, you got your spice in basketball. Foods. That's right. <laughs> The Spurs are a sugar cookie. They're a turkey meatloaf. I don't know. If, without onions. I don't know if your <laughs> metaphors are going to work on me because we have such different relationships to food. I'm not putting raisins in my banana bread. Here's the second poll you need to run. Yeah. <laughs> are raisins good? Did you already run that? Yes. That, that was, the, was the original one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one you're referring to. And what did it end at? Uh... I think 49% of people said good. Nice. 25% of people said fine. And 25% of people said Nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Team Raisin is back. Amir doesn't like milk and he doesn't like raisins. And your boy Billy does. Venmo at William hyphen Scafiori. Team I Milk. Mean, you don't like up. watching the Spurs, do you? No. A lot of long twos, a lot no. of slow play, no, no fast breaks, no, no. high flyers. Especially not this year. This year feels like the year that they are not. There's no more hint of Spurs past. And then what do you do? They're kind of like locked into these contracts. Are you going to trade DeRozan? Do you like build the team around How locked are they into these contracts? Are these like like five-year deals? No. I think DeRozan has at least one more year. And okay. Aldridge has another year or two. So they're probably in good shape. Yeah. For what, though? Well, that's like, the question. Who, what's the next generation? It was Kawhi, and he just up and left. Is it White? Is it Derek White and Dejounte Murray? Yeah. Dejounte Murray is great. He had yeah. a great game against the Lakers once, and I'm like, wow, this guy's like super athletic. He yeah. almost doesn't belong on the Spurs. Yeah. Derek White usually gives you 22 minutes and no stats. That's right. Yeah. Derek White. Uh, mm -hmm. Who's the other Brent guy? Brent Forbes. Like, yeah, Brent Forbes. He's out there. Yeah. These guys are all out there doing fine. I guess the question is, you know what you're going to get if Pop is on top. Do you consider life without Pop if you're the Spurs fan? Or do you try and keep Pop and just reinstall new op uh, new players? I think you have to hope Pop himself is the one that wants to get out. Like him and Steve Kerr, like are they made to coach these teams that are struggling that you're trying to rebuild around? Nobody is made to coach those teams. I think but like those few those guys rarely have to because with yeah. the right players, they can make them better. Yeah. It, it seems. Like, Amonte Williams is, like, the the coach of the, the Suns. They're like, okay, this guy's young, energetic. He likes player development. He's, like, more of, like, a But is that also because coach. he's always positioned on rosters like this? Maybe so. Because he's not making them this, like, eight-win team. Right. But he's Pop been is like giving... A, Pop is a 70-year-old coach where you're like, okay, now uh, when I rebuild my team, when I'm focusing on player development, do I want Pop in charge now? Probably not. Team USA does. I mean, that's yeah. a something, right? Or is that just But those guys legacy? are all all-world, all-star. Right. Phil Jackson needed you, you a can, superstar. Exactly. And he did great with them. Right. I wouldn't want Phil Jackson coaching the Atlanta Hawks. So Brad, Steve, who's the best coach in the NBA right now? Ooh, good question. Or who's, a ver who's, a, who's an elite coach in the NBA right now? Rick Carlisle? Rick, really? Yeah. Okay, so you'd rather have a Rick Carlisle uh, than a Popovich? Right now, yeah, I think so. It's also like, this pops like 23rd year in a row. Like, how much do you but expect does that, this guy Does that make him shit? bad? It doesn't make him bad, but he he's less hungry, I would think, than like a younger coach. Mm, I wonder about that. As the mortality also, starts creeping up. Yeah. I wonder. The Spurs are also 9-14 and 14 right now. Yeah. This might be the first year since, however long, since that Tim Duncan year that they missed the playoffs. After this conversation, they will go on a seven-game run. That's and they right. will be 16-14 and 14 and will be like, you know, Pop might be coach of the year. <laughs> and no one will talk about it. They'll be like, you know the Spurs won 9 of 10? Yeah, oh, right. That's weird. Yeah, they just kind of suffocated all their teams, right? Meanwhile, it's like, the Lakers lost two in a row. Breaking right. news on ESPN. AD is going to Chicago. <laughs> God, it must be so fun rooting for a team that nobody gives a shit about. Oh, the New York Knicks? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's great, bud. <laughs> no, they give a shit about them. That's the problem with the Knicks is that their market is so big that people do actually care. Mm. Like the Knicks are 5-20 and 20 and the Cavs are 5-20. and 20. Which team have you heard more about in the last two weeks? Mm, the Knicks. Yeah. yeah, a whole lot. Did you watch that Knicks-Warriors uh, toilet bowl? Sure did. <laughs> Did I want to win? Sure did not. Oh, you're rooting against the team. What am I rooting? What would I really, realistically, like, do I want 19 wins this year? I just want to have the worst record in the NBA. <laughs> like, realistically. Like, you I mean, unless, I want to see our players succeed, and if that translates to wins, great. But, like, in tight games that, like, don't matter at all, <laughs> lose. I don't need the six pick. 
We're going to win 16 games this year after winning 18 last year. Uh, actually, here's a question about the Knicks. Great. Mickey Matos Jr. Uh, asks, who will be the next Knicks coach and how many seasons before they get fired? Mm. You replied, P. Diddy, <laughs> eight games. Correct. Are you holding to that? Yes. Somebody asked you if Mace is an assistant coach. You said he's a ref now. Are you holding to that? Not as much. <laughs> <laughs> who could possibly want Mace to Mace could be a great Knicks? ref. I feel like Mace is a great ref. Just think of him. He was like a deacon for a minute. <laughs> Same old pimp. Yeah. Uh, M A dollar sign E. <laughs> Make that money. Mark Jackson, who's a it's gotta be like an ex player, right? Who else has any affinity towards the New York Knicks? It seems like it has to be a player that used that was on the team when they were good. There's it it just is such an undesirable job that you wonder who is the person who will fall on the sword. You know, like it's you can't go in there with any expectations that you're going to turn things around. Right. Not with this roster, not with this ownership. Yeah. So then what? So it's like, <laughs> what am I expected to do? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Exactly. Go what do you three of twenty instead of two of twenty one? What is realistic about this situation? Like that I could bring that anyone could potentially bring. It's like Fisdale's like by all intents and purposes a well respected, beloved, intelligent, great coach. He did all that he could do with this terrible, terrible assembly of men. That's right. They were four of twenty. Right. Four and twenty when he got fired. It's not that there was any sort of like lack of effort or anything like that. He has like rookies and second year guys and Taj Gibson. <laughs> he, has, like, he has Julius Randle and a bunch of players who haven't played in the NBA yet. Um, so honestly, I have no idea who would or should take this job. Alan Houston? <laughs> Latrell Sprewell? Charlie Ward? Yeah, I mean, maybe if we could just like have some fan favorites, like cycle through. Oakley? The yeah. Wasn't he kicked out of the garden? Mm-hmm. Um, the Lakers and the Knicks had equally bad records before LeBron showed up for like six seasons. Mm -hmm. They were like the two worst teams in the NBA. Right. The Lakers are now have the best record. And the have Knicks you guys, have Alonzo Trier. Have you guys considered signing LeBron James and Anthony Davis? I have, yeah. Because that totally revitalized fortune and favor amongst Laker fans. I'll just say this. Do you have Bobby Portis? <laughs> we don't have Bobby Portis. Are you considering a trade? No, I'm just asking because I can't remember what team Bobby Portis is on anymore. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's on the Knicks. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just, but I know you're what you're thinking, but AD can't be traded until December fifteenth, so don't even suggest it yet. I won't. But and if you want Bobby Portis, you have to make the salaries match. If you want Bobby Portis and a Julius Randle, sure. Okay, we'll discuss it. Okay, we'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. And you can have our coach, whoever that is, right now. <laughs> um, Dallas Mavericks' chance of making it to the world <laughs> to the West Conference Finals in the next three years. What a very pessimistic question Luke DiMamio has. I, I would have guessed he's a Dallas Mavericks fan. I hope not, because the Knicks in our trade for Porzingis, where we got Dennis Smith Jr., back up. Yeah. Um, we got their two first-round draft picks this year and 2022. So, so we're low-key hoping that Dallas is bad and that their picks are going to be high. Right now, we're probably getting like a 23 <laughs> pick for Porzingis. So just to make matters worse for the Knicks, who's already have the worst record in the NBA, <sighs> there are one other thing that you have to root for is Dallas being bad, and they are playing so far Defying above. all expectations. <laughs> Luka playing the best season a 20-year-old has ever had. Luka's being asked to compare himself to Michael Jordan. <laughs> And he's LeBron a sophomore James. in the NBA. He's 20. Yeah. And he, was a he has to bat down year. comparisons to Michael Jordan. Yeah. We so, get his draft pick. Just, <laughs> just, just being associated with the Knicks makes the Dallas Mavericks that much better. We're losers. <laughs> We're losers. Dallas is good. Have you seen them play a game this year? Yeah. They're fucking solid. They almost beat the Lakers twice. Luka is just, he makes so many right decisions. How is he so smart at such a young age? And how does he shoot those threes that always go in from so far away? And they seem like kind of clunky. That's right. He's never... He's not super athletic where he's like John Morant. You're like, whoa, how are you supposed yeah. to stay in front of this guy? Yeah, why is he so he's slow? He just like does it all right and it sticks and it connects. He's slippery. He's, he's a slip shifty. He's a slippery, shifty guy. He's like the Boris Diaw, but a little more... Um, Amazing? Yeah, at everything else. Yeah. But like Boris Diaw was never fast. He just like crossed over and moved in a very slippery way and always got to the basket. He's MVP currently? Luca. As of right now. If the or season Boris ended Diaw. Today. It's the four-person race, according to the tweets I'm reading. Let's hear it. Giannis, mm -hmm. because he's doing what LeBron and Anthony Davis are combined. <laughs> There's LeBron James, of course. Yes. The best player on the best team. Right. 
There is James Harden, who's averaging probably close to 40 points a game. Jesus Christ. You know, he had yeah. 55 points yesterday. Right. Yeah. Cash. Whatever. Again, yeah, Nobody he had cares. like 25 in the fourth. That's right. Against Cleveland. Nobody cares. No. And Luca. Hmm. Who's your pick? Probably Giannis, right? Because of the record? It's insane what they're doing. I don't quite understand it. What are his, do you have his stat line in front of you? Or do you have like a rough guess of what his stat line is? Is it like 28, 15, 6? It's (laughs) like, what are his rebounds? Uh, It's 31. Okay, that's so high. (laughs) 31, 13, and five and a half with one and a half steals and one and a half blocks per game. That 31 is so many. He's also only playing 31 minutes per game. Yeah, right. LeBron and AD are playing more minutes than he is. Yeah. So he's yeah. doing, like, if you, if you round, if you, like, extrapolate to his per 36 numbers, which is, like, a way of normalizing across, because James Harden does play 36 minutes a game, right. so it's like, let's see what Giannis would do if he was playing 36 minutes right. a game. Damn, that's It'd a lot. It'd be, like, 35 and 16. That's insane. It's insane. All right, so let's uh, take those names off the board for a second and take Anthony Davis's name off the board for a second. Mm-hmm. The rest of the league, something shifts. There's some sort of huge shift, and mm-hmm. these five guys are no longer the leaders. Who do you think out of the field can take MVP starting now? Oh, like the sixth best player? Yeah, not including Anthony Davis either. Uh, 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 uh. No pressure. Just think it through. Could it be an Embiid? Mm. A Carl Anthony Towns? Embiid's pretty good because Philadelphia's coming on. If Philadelphia becomes like the second best team in the East, mm. and it's because of Embiid, but they're a you need real to be a winner effort. to be MVP. Your team needs to be like at least fifteen games over five hundred. Yeah, I remember there was a huge uproar when Westbrook won because it was like the first triple double season, and his team quote-unquote only won like 48 games or 53 yeah. games or something like that jesus they were like a sixth seed but they're right. like we have to give it to them right but now it seems like you have to be a top three seed okay i don't think anybody on the clippers is going to win because they're like right too much of a team yeah distributing it evenly miami's up there i don't know if they finish the top three but are going to give it to jimmy butler right boston's up there butler stats have been bananas jimmy recently. butler yeah He's very good. Yeah, better than better than I thought, maybe. I don't know. He could just do it all. And Miami's very good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Giannis, Jimmy right. Butler, Kemba Walker, mm. players that I don't watch a lot because they're on the East Coast. Yeah, really goes to show that those top five guys are the top five guys. Yeah. Right. Um, which player, which NBA player, right, Zach D. Conrad, would you uh, want to be slugged by the least? And is it Ben Wallace? So you have to rank every player. That's the second Ben Wallace reference on the episode. <laughs> really? Yeah. I <laughs> talked about his team earlier. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you have to rank everybody in the NBA by who you want to punch you. I don't have everyone's name uh, offhand. But who's last of the people you can name? Who's the person I would want to get hit least by in yeah. the NBA? <laughs> I.e., who do I think punches the hardest? That's right. Okay. That's a, okay. Who punch- I know Blake Griffin broke his hand punching his friend in the face. Yeah. That, so you don't want that to happen. No, that also might mean you just have a glass hand. Yeah. Oh, you could, you could do a light punch hand. and a glass hand. Glass hand, bad yeah. punch. Yeah. If he, had, if he had a strong punch, I, well, we won't even get into that. You want like a shorter, stronger guy like an Eric Bledsoe. That's that's what would hurt the most, right? I don't know. A haymaker from like... Giannis? DeAndre. Giannis. I, think, I would think like a long arm slows down the punch, but maybe that's not true. Depends what kind of punch. Yeah. <laughs> right. An uppercut from Giannis will probably do the trick. Luke Kennard, I, I would be fine... Taking a yeah, better question is who do you think that you yeah. can take a punch from and not Be fall fine. down? Yeah, Canard. The last name really softens Ricky Rubio. For me. Yeah, he wouldn't want to swing. No, he's too sweet. That's good. I couldn't tell you what Canard looks like. <laughs> his last name really defines what I think his gameplay looks like. It's funny because he's sort of a spoonerism of uh, Kawhi Leonard. You see, like these games where it's like, yeah, K. Leonard versus right. L. Canard. <laughs> yeah, there's a D Wade on Cleveland, That's and it's right. a white dude. <laughs> We know him. <laughs> that stunned me, that me on FanDuel today. I was like, retirement has done weird things to our boy. <laughs> D-Wade. There is. I don't know if it's like Derek or Dave Wade. <laughs> yeah, David Wade. Is something. it David Wade? Yeah. Funny. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, could you beat Ben Simmons in a game of horse, writes Wayne MC 015 No. Yeah, I don't think so either. He could do five dunks. Or, yeah. I mean, like, his threes don't look that bad. I don't know why he doesn't shoot more. Right. Uh, Luke Thorpe writes is Kuz a good fit on this Lakers team yeah what is this fit I'm still I watch every Laker game and I'm still not entirely sure what player Kuz should be for them he should be a winner and that's all that they're doing is he, should he be like a Danny Green just sit in the corner catch and shoot he should be doing exactly what he's doing if it's going to lead to 22 <laughs> and 3 if they're 44 and 6 Kuz is having the greatest season of his career what if they lose to the Clippers again in the playoffs? No, in the uh, on they lost opening day. That's just one game. 
Then they then just they, one game. Then they lose again. Just one game. He's doing exactly as he should. The team is twenty two <laughs> and three. But just because you're twenty two and three doesn't mean that everyone's playing perfectly. But is it? But is it designed for other players to like thrive, or is it designed for two players to really thrive and then everyone else to kind of like? Do your job, support, and get the shots when you need to. I agree. And I think a lot it's of It's not players, designed for a third player to thrive. But a lot of players know what that job is. Mm-hmm. I see Alex Cruz, so I'm like, this guy knows what to do. Right. He knows to defend the mm-hmm. other team's point guard, right. go for the rebounds right. when possible, swing the ball, make high intelligence basketball IQ plays. You might be burdened by the fact that you saw Cruz on such a bad team that he could just be really great. Like, if you put Caruso on the Cavs right yeah, now, there's great. a very good chance he could drop 18 a night. That's and true. then you could say, like, when he comes to a team that has two superstars, why isn't he getting his 18 points like he used to? And I think Kuz is struggling with that, too, because two years ago, of there course. was no LeBron. He was averaging 20 points per course. game. Because most players in the NBA can probably drop 14 a night if you give them 32 minutes and 16 shots. <laughs> right. You know, and that's what he was given. The Jordan Clarkson correlate. Exactly. You know, it's just like, with enough time, these guys can do that. Somebody's going to have to score 20 points right. per game. And someone had to take a quantum leap backwards when you bring in Anthony Davis. That's Everyone, right. frankly, does. And but just Who's want to just sit there and dump the ball into Davis like Troy Daniels, or does he? It, do I bet that he would be more? happy uh, doing like a Danny Green type thing, like winning a chip and leaving. That'd be cool. You know what he's I mean? Not, like he's now, not my good of a shooter. My Danny price... Green is great because it's like sit in the corner, right. defend a defend a fast guard or sure. two, and then hit those threes. Those that's three and D guys. I mean, that's like that's such high value when you put them with a star. Like when we were watching that. Wolves game, Covington looked great. Oh, he looked he's like a such a good basketball man. player. He's a great basketball player. Yeah, he's Stacey Ogman. He's those on the ball defenders a, that are just like, damn. Right. He's a great, great defender, great shooter. And yeah. Kuz isn't really either of those right now. No, but he had a great situation. He was on the worst team in the NBA and he could score. And so, you know, now everyone's like, why isn't he scoring 18? Because Davis is scoring 35. Right. But it, it scares me a little bit because we don't have any of those like grown man wings. Like, we don't have a Paul George or a Kawhi Leonard. No, our you... grown men are like, you know, our point guard LeBron and our center Anthony right. Davis. But like, who's in between two, three, four? Like, who's going to be stopping Kawhi? Who's going to be stopping Paul George? Mm. I don't know any, if anyone will. Yeah, yeah, that scares me. Yeah, or Lou will, or right. Beverly. Yeah, they're deep. Yeah, and they're, they're deep, man. They're <laughs> like treads. totally different construction than you guys. It's a really interesting. I think you guys are going to have such a better regular season, but I think that that team in the playoffs. Phew, yeah. I don't know how you beat that team in the playoffs. That's right. I don't know how anybody beats that full team in the playoffs. Right. Playoff I mean, defense, <laughs> like eight-man roster. It's just like, they're going to take out your best players, and then what? I think, oddly enough, the Bucks have a better chance of beating the Clippers than the Lakers do. I agree. Because they have Giannis, who's kind of unstoppable in his own separate way. And, and then so everyone else shooters. just seed out defense. Yeah. Right. I agree. I hope, I hope. God, I hope, and I never pray for injury, but I hope every Clipper player gets injured or something. Otherwise, I won't be happy. <laughs> Nothing extreme, just like an ACL. Or right, an end of season, yeah. maybe two seasons. <laughs> oh, wow. Like long. Knock on wood. Knock yeah, on wood. I would never wish that upon somebody. <laughs> no, but no, that would no. be, I would pray to God that that happens. <laughs> but like I, can't, like, I can't control that, so I don't feel bad putting that into the ether. Right, but if I could control that, I'd strongly consider it. That's right, and if it happens to a player on my team, that right. would be the worst thing in the world. Right, why would you? Yourself, and why would you say that? Why would you even hint at that fact? You know what? I have to apologize. LeBron... I have to apologize for even bringing that up. That's my bad. Uh, who's the most impressive rookie this year so far? My pick says Kelsey Gryffindor is Matisse Thibel. Hmm. Matisse Thibel, have you seen him on Philly? It's funny, I've seen Philly games and I haven't seen Thibel. And I mean, a... like, I just like haven't, like, he hasn't like stood out where it's like, damn, right? Right, he's more of a defensive minded rookie, right? Do you have a different rookie of the year favorite right now? John Morant. He does the cool dunks. He's on a lot of House of Highlights. He's a very cool dude. He cuts into the lane and then he does those springy dunks that it's like Derrick Rose did rookie year. That's it's like, bam. Right. You're, You're like, like Holy ooh, shit. okay, violent. He's fading to his left and dunking over someone right. his right. That's such a good looking <laughs> dunk. It's very satisfying to the eye. But he can also like hit the step back three. Right. He's very springy, very light. He's like, he's almost like a feather. Like he's like floating. Seems very breakable. And then violent. Yeah, I'm and like, violent I don't, jam. don't touch, don't touch John Morant when he's like in the air like that. Before we answer who we think the rookie of the year is, do you think that there's still enough time for Zion to be rookie of the year? I don't think so. Get out of here. He's not even. It's not like he's coming back tonight. He hasn't like been cleared for on court work yet. No, you think that enough? Like even if he came back tonight, like enough time has passed. Oh, if he came back tonight, yes, but I don't think. How many he, games would it require for him to play? Thirty. I think Embiid played thirty-four and he couldn't win it over Brogdon. Really? Yeah. Okay. 
34. Okay. It's funny, this, this draft class was lauded as like such an insanely deep uh, top, or I should say top heavy draft with Zion and John Morant and R.J. Barrett. It was like, if you're in the top three, you're golden. It doesn't matter the order, R.J. Barrett to the Knicks. The Knicks can be third. They should still be celebrating. And then like Zion hasn't played. R.J. Barrett is fine. John Morant is great. But all the great players are coming later in the draft. Let's hear it. P.J. Washington for Charlotte. Awesome. Rui Hachimura. Awesome. Um, Thibel, 20th pick. Mm. Um, even further down, the Eric Pascal. Yeah. Eric, yes, Eric Pascal. 41. 41. From Golden State. Can we just shout out Rui Hachimura real quick? Last year, I loved the Atlanta Hawks and I loved the Sacramento Kings. And this year, those teams for me are Washington. We I just love the Washington. Wizards. <laughs> they, they score 140 a game and they lose like 142 <laughs> to 140. And I'm like, this is good basketball. <laughs> this like, is these, awesome to see. Shit's reckless out yeah. there. <laughs> like, I love Ish Smith. I love Bradley Beal. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why I love any of these. Mo Wagner. I, I love him too, I guess. Like, I'll just, you're on the team. I love you. Rui. You know who's great is Brandon Clark, 21st pick also to Memphis. Brandon Clark? Yeah. I don't think he, I've heard his name once this year. He was a zag. Okay. Uh, and he's like shooting 65% from the field. He's mm. a six foot, eight inch small forward. Yeah. Just killing it. Okay. Um, well, there was one other, Kevin Porter Jr. played great yesterday with Cleveland. He was but the wait, 30th pick. But you really don't think, how would you describe uh, RJ? You really don't think that he's been above average? It's hard to tell because the Knicks are so bad that like the, the pro- production will be there. But he, I don't see. Do you think him. his numbers go up with better players around him, or do you think that he's the type of guy that can like just like fill a stat sheet with yeah. no one? I think if you're starting, you're playing like you said, 36 minutes in the NBA. Like you're going to get at least 10 to 15 points, right. six to eight rebounds. So he is doing that. He right. does look like a man, right? But like he's having games where he's struggling, and that's fine because he's 19 years old and he's he has no like, talent. He's not like blowing me away. Like oh my god, he's averaging like 25 points. Per right, game. right, right, right. Like uh, who's that Graham on uh, Charlotte? Is he a rookie? He's a second year. Yeah, he had like 40 last night. Yes, he's averaging 28 points per game over the like last 10. It's yeah. like, holy shit, where did yeah. this guy come from? When, yeah, when opportunity meets preparation. It's like, and you see guys like that, you're like, yeah. damn. <laughs> but then like all these awesome. other guys, like I haven't heard much about DeAndre Hunter, Darius Garland, Jarrett Culver, Jackson Hayes. DeAndre Hunter gets like 40, minutes for the Hawks and gets right. you like four <laughs> points, two rebounds. <laughs> Cam Reddish, right. Cameron Johnson. Right. Oh, Tyler Hero is another one. 13th pick. Yeah. Absolute stud. What does Miami know? He's fucking raining threes. He had 10 threes. Talk about addition by subtraction with Whiteside. Oh my God. He's so lazy. Wow. My Portland fan friends are not entirely thrilled to have Whiteside on their team. Miami doesn't miss him, huh? Oh, not at all. Right. Nor his $35 million contract. Um, Damn. Good money. Uh, 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 what else oh, we got? Oh, damn. In Miami, that's like uh, no state tax, no income tax. That's right. That's just like a $35 million check. He's a free agent next year. I wonder what a team decides to give us on Whiteside. The knowing Knicks, what they the Knicks $28 million a year. <laughs> Over nine. Uh, the Knicks, Garrett you can't Cole. do that. All right, we'll have a handshake agreement, though. You know where it's next. We, four we're good for it. We're good for it. <laughs> I owe you right now. Right. Um, how far back in time would you have to go to have a legitimate chance at playing in the NBA? Asks Charlie Ray Jepson. I mean, ooh, Charlie Ray. If you dedicated your whole life to it, do you have what it takes or is it just an innate amount of athletic ability that you don't have? Do I have the knowledge of modern working out uh, now? Yes. Even if I'm in the 20s? Yeah. <laughs> the 20s. The 1920s. I would work out like, uh, like I do now. I'd try and figure that how to do that, and I mm-hmm. think I'd have a shot. But then, <laughs> I see. I thought he was asking me, like, at what age would I have to start dedicating? Oh, my I thought it was what era? In what time era? do you think that you could actually compete? I hope it's that because that's really funny. Because it's like <laughs> I watch clips from like even like the 1960s. Like, not these quite. guys are not that much better than what I see at like 24 Hour Fitness. Right. Nothing I can hang with, but at the same time, the these game are has evolved. Athletes. Yeah. yeah the, like the foundation <laughs> of like this is like the baseline basketball player can do this now. Yeah. 20s right. is pretty solid. 20s. I think that I'm in the. I'm a pro. You kind of look like a 20s basketball player right now. I have a mustache. You got a mustache and the wireframe glasses. Yeah. <laughs> you just need a really small jersey to hold on to a leather ball. I'd star in that movie. Uh, uh, so what age would I have to train in order to be in the NBA? I don't think I have it. I, I just don't have the innate athletic ability within me to run fast, jump high, regardless of how hard I trained. We also don't have the DNA. Like, come on. We're six feet tall. <laughs> you don't have a shot. Six, six I play feet. against six foot four comedians, and sometimes I have to be the center, and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> this guy's too big. Okay, 6'9", 6'11". Bye, Billy. 6'11". <laughs> Bye. So big. Yeah. 6'11", 280. Right. Um, what 
No, that's a, that's a bad question. Really? Yeah. I what how bad it was of, that you actually just stopped. What percent of players can land a kickflip? City just city jersey is the most fire. The new city edition jerseys, mm. Sean STD FSR. I don't without them offhand. I just couldn't tell you. Yeah, the Miami one is pretty. cool. That's the, the only the one the that stands teal. out to me. The Miami Vice Rip City. It's like right. cream. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The, the worst one is Cream City. Oh, you don't like the cream city? Mm, just because the that. word's cream city. And it's also like kind of cream, like tan. Yeah. No, nah, nah, it's not it. It's just not it. <laughs> Nobody wants to rock a beige jersey. And like cream city, it's just like a little, I don't know. <laughs> There's just something there. Um, the NBA has moved towards three-point shooting within the last five years or so, asks Steffertless one. What will be the next big revolution in play style in the NBA? Oh, that's a good question. So the three-point was the huge inefficiency. People realized that we're not shooting enough threes. Mm. We're shooting it pretty well, and we should be shooting 50, 60 of them a game. It's The question is in gameplay or the sport in general? I guess in gameplay. What's going on in the next five years? How does that change? Hmm. The obvious answer is like, now let's... Because people are getting run off the three-point line, so like the big inefficiency will be like a player who takes one dribble in and shoots a 20-footer. Like, who's going to be great at that? That person's going to be worth a lot. Mm. The DeMar DeRozans of the world. What do you, like the mid-range? The mid-range. You think that's going to come back? It has to, right? Because people will learn to evolve their defense to stop threes and layups. I choose to believe that the NBA is going to start making changes to the game, fundamental rules of the game. <coughs> oh, interesting. That might, that will counter um, what's happening and maybe uh, make new evolution occur. Four-point plays? Four-point Four plays. Shots. One free throw is worth two. Mm. Um, stuff like that that might speed up or slow down gameplay, but ultimately make players change. But right now, it feels like they're like... James Harden is a good example of trying to figure out every trick in the book to succeed. And that's I don't. Right. that's like with the, that's a good thing, you yeah. know? But it's like, it feels like everyone is <clears throat> squeezing every last opportunity <laughs> out of the rules of the game as yeah. is. Yeah, as they're constructed. Like the Euro step. No one could have seen that coming, but like that just became like this huge part of the game. Standardized layup now. Yeah. Especially with Giannis, you see him like, isn't he going to like tear an ACL? He's constantly jumping off one leg, off right. his left to the right. Landing left, on right. the other, like stomping. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Take it easy. Right. What about this rule change? Just to help hedge against people shooting so many threes. Mm. Your first three is worth two. Hmm. Do you Your have to break the ice? Your second three oh. is worth four. So you'll still get six for two threes. But if you're like getting a stray three every here and there, that's only worth two. Oh, so you're saying in order. Like it's going to... In a game. It's, so it's like bowling. <laughs> where it's like your first strike is worth 10, your second is worth 30 that's or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or worth 20. Right, exactly. It stacks. So that's kind of the, he's on fire, NBA <laughs> yeah. jam rule. Yeah, but it's just the he's heating up part. It's only two and only four. Two for the first, four for the second, the rest are worth three. Mm. Think about it. You don't have to answer now. I won't. Bigger surprise, heat or suns? It's funny. It feels like the Suns are 15 and 8. Right. They're not. They were great early on. Now they're at the 8th seed at 11 and 13, tied with Sacramento and Oklahoma City. Trending down, I would Trending say. Trending down-ish. This they is had pre injuries. Yeah. This is pre-Dianetics. Uh, yeah. Aiden coming back. <laughs> yeah, Aiden is coming back. The Heat, on the other hand, are 18 and 6. That's the bigger surprise, and that's that. Yeah. Nobody they, saw this coming, right? The Heat were like considered a second tier. It was like the Bucks and the Sixers, and mm -hmm. then like somewhere yeah. in the the next five, is six, the seven, heat. eight seeds, probably right. five, maybe. But eighteen and six, eleven and zero at home. Yeah, you know who they play at home tomorrow? Who? Your Los Angeles Lakers. Ooh, oh yeah, the Lakers are doing their Florida tour right now. That's right. Who do you think wins that? Um, I think the Lakers win that. I think the Lakers win most. They've got coups. <laughs> You're so high on coos. I love it. The coos is lose. Has Dwight Howard grown on you yet? Writes Elias again. I'll let you answer that. He has. Yeah. I was cautiously optimistic. I wasn't one of those Laker fans. I was like, fuck this. I can't believe we signed Dwight. Let's throw in the towel. Right. Um, but he's obviously been playing better than anybody thought he'd be playing. Mm -hmm. He's so good at just doing, like, being a star in his role, which is screens, rolling to the basket, mm -hmm. alley-oops, mm -hmm. putbacks, mm -hmm. and defending, staying in front of smaller guys after mm -hmm. somebody runs past a three-point shooter. Now it's up to this guard and Dwight. Dwight's been doing great staying in front of the defender. I agree. I wonder why 
Kuz doesn't get that same treatment. Because <laughs> I don't. Why think... do we criticize Kuz passing the ball mm-hmm. and uh, moving without the ball and creating space on the court and setting ball screens and off the ball screens? Different role. Different. We... What's his role? Kuz. We need him to create offense when AD and LeBron aren't. So, like, if AD is resting and it's LeBron and Kuz, yeah, he needs to be, be the number two. Time. Yeah. So when what is AD and LeBron are resting, which that doesn't happen a lot because Never. we don't have a lot. You don't do that. You want to just be able to give the ball to a third, our Lou Williams type, who's mm-hmm. like the guy's like, I'm, don't worry, guys, I got this for three to five minutes and I can make that's it Kuz. happen. Yeah, that's It Kuz. should be Kuz. Yeah. But he hasn't quite been excelling in that role yet. What is Dwight Howard's uh, line for the season? Ooh, good question. Is he averaging more than six a game? Probably roughly 6.6 rebounds. Okay. But again, he's not, he's defending really, really well. Defending. Yeah. Defending great. He's like uh, one of the best backup centers in the NBA. And it's funny to imagine that <clears throat> the boogie injury, which was devastating at the time, might be a blessing in disguise. Why? You think that you're better without him? Yeah, because Boogie would be, you know, trying yeah. to look for his shot. It yeah. wouldn't necessarily be... There'd be more to figure out here. And he wouldn't be as active defensively as Dwight Howard at yeah. all. Right. Um, <clears throat> and now some people are speculating that the Kawhi signing, the fact that he didn't choose the Lakers, might be a blessing in disguise. Time out, ref. Back it up. <laughs> Time out. Uh, everyone circle up. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say people are speculating. Someone on Twitter... Yeah. That you're probably reading their tweet right now. No. Are you not sure? reading their tweet. What it's did come up. It's come up. But you, it's not in front of you right now? It's you, not in You front couldn't of read it to me? I'm looking, I'm looking <laughs> up Dwight Howard's numbers for you. So. Okay, got it, got it. Um, someone on Twitter said, Amir, <clears throat> do you think that it was a blessing in disguise? Yeah. Imagine this team with Kawhi, AD, <laughs> and LeBron. But then they wouldn't have all those other pieces. Yes. They would be let's 25 say, and 0. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> Let's say no Caruso, no Danny Green. Still Kuz. There would still be those players. They Maybe would make Rondo. all ships would rise. Like all crappy players would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dwight, uh, close to what I said, 7.7 7 rebounds a game. Okay. Over yeah. what? 16 minutes a game? Uh, yeah. Not, not about 20 minutes a game. Oh, wow. It's even more than I thought. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And he closes, he's, our, he's part of our crunch time close the game lineups. Let me t- ask you this. What is the ceiling for Lakers fandom of Dwight Howard? Well, because you guys don't rep him. You're you're happy that he's doing his job, and you're, but you're not going to like chest out, be like, Dwight Howard, motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh. It's like you don't rep him. Uh, not you. All Lakers fans don't rep him that hard. <clears throat> he, is he like, is he at the height of how accepted he can be or can he actually become a bigger? He's a great so we got LeBron and AD, which has our hearts fully. Yeah, then our, right. Our, our underdog favorite is Caruso. Right. So there's not a Bald, lot of white left. cool dunks. That's right. Right. And then we got Kuz, who's like you know he's the longest tenured Laker, three years. States Kendall Jenner. And then on he's part of like the bench crew where it's like when a guy dunks, you always see Dwight up. Happy bench. Happy bench. People love a happy bench. Up, right. Doing the fucking. And you guys like belt. you like seeing him happy. We you like, like seeing, seeing him, him jump around and put yes. guys in headlocks. You do like that. <laughs> Who's the guy on the? Because there's a tipping point. Like in Orlando, they liked it, and then they were like, "Stop joking around, asshole." Yeah, because he was the he was supposed to be the best player, right? But he just wants he didn't to take goof it seriously. Yeah, he wants to be the goofy. Okay. Who's the guy on the Nets last year that kept dancing after like made shots? I know. Yeah. I don't, but I know. Yeah. Yeah. He's he would our, do like little kicks, guy. and then they yeah. were like, "You guys are them now." The came- yes, we are the Nets. We have the joy of the Nets with the record of the Bucks. It seems like these the, the first. Quarter season could not have gone better for Lakers. Crystal Ball, do you think it ends well with Dwight? I think it. What do you define as well? They um, play well, but may not win. Do you think it ends poorly with Dwight? Do you think that there is some sort of wedge or he, something no. happens? You think that like the days of headlines are behind us? Yes, I, I just think, want to put you on record one way or the other. I think he stays what he is now. A is he blends in. He doesn't get the player. big interviews, so he doesn't screw up publicly. But he's finishing games with us. He's a he's our backup. And closing basketball time aside, off the court, does Fine. he joyous? There's not enough of a spotlight on him that no. he can make a big wave. No, Got I it. think he's past that. So you, oh, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I can't wait to find out what shocking thing eventually comes out because there's always another one with that dude. I'm all in on Dwight completely rehabilitated his image. Right. Um, if you, <laughs> yeah. What was the award show we did? We did an award show on Buckets uh, maybe last year. And yeah. he won the strangest 
the strangest story line award. We don't get into the details, but do you remember what I'm talking about? He got into some sort of Twitter, Instagram DM love affair with a transvestite, potentially. Maybe. And then also and, injured his ass. And then he retired for the season. <laughs> <laughs> he injured his ass. His buttocks got sore, and then he didn't play on the Wizards anymore. Love to see that in apparent parentheses next to a player's name, why he can't play. Buttocks? <laughs> Question mark. Buttocks? Um... Uh, let's see a few last questions before we have to get the hell out of here. Okay. Why are the Magic your favorite team? John Henry Rosenberg. Me? Yeah. I guess the Magic are my favorite team. <laughs> Did you see uh, the Lakers Magic game yesterday? Um, I didn't see it, no. Anything about the Orlando Magic that excites you? It's nice, to see, Markel Fultz. Cool. It's yeah. nice to see Markel Fultz play. Fultz has been great for them. Yeah. He's, he took the starting position. Pretty yep. cool. Um, Mo Bamba is cool. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. I guess what the reason why I like the magic so much is Kem. The Birch. The Birch one. <laughs> Mr. Birch. The OG fan duel all-star. K-H-E-M. Kem, Kem, Kem. Kem, you dig it. Nice. Kem, you dig it. Did you ever take AP Kem in high school? No, dude. I was not going anywhere near AP in my high school experience. <laughs> <laughs> nowhere just, near. You spent a year What does that mean? You got college credit in high school? Yeah, but just for knowing Bill wasn't doing Kem that. You weren't doing that. No. Can you believe it? I can. <laughs> uh, least favorite Laker player. You can answer that. I can? Sure. Who is it? I don't know. My le- least favorite? You know who really burns me up? <laughs> Jared Dudley? <laughs> Troy Daniels. Really? Oh, he just doesn't stop flapping his <laughs> lip, talking trash. Um, yeah, let's right. go Troy Daniels. I don't, I don't, who dislikes? Do you dislike these guys? Are you at an age now where you hate these players? I sports hate players on the Clippers. Sports hate. Tell I me sports... about like, what's a realistic sports hate you have for one of these guys? Do you like hate them, hate them? Patrick Beverly pisses me off. Yeah, when you watch a player, you're like, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah, like stop fucking chirping. Chris Patrick Paul, I, I get that there feeling with Chris Paul yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's been doing things his whole career and this past week. Yes. Which makes you say like, <laughs> I sports hate you. That's a delay game, delay game. Sports hate is a nice little term you just coined. <laughs> yeah, sports yeah. hate. I, sports I don't hate, hate you, but I sport like, if I ever met Chris Paul, that's maybe how I would explain it to him. Yeah, I, sports I don't hate, hate you as a human, but I sports hate you as a fan. <laughs> I think they that's respectable. They like that. Yeah. Uh, last question, Andre Iguodala. Where does he end up? That's what you're ending with. This whole episode has been trending towards Andre Iguodala. Do you know the deal with him? Um, yeah, to a certain extent. But you want to tell the listeners? <clears throat> so he was traded to the Grizzlies with a draft pick mm. uh, as part of the D'Angelo Russell trade. Okay. I guess the Grizzlies are like, yeah, we'll take his 17 million dollar contract, and then we'll probably flip it for another player down the right. line. But at the very least, we're getting a draft pick to deal with this 17 million dollars. Right. Uh, he refuses to play for them because he's like, I don't want to get hurt. I want to be bought out and play for a team that I choose. And he gets paid while he holds out? He gets paid $17 million while he's waiting. Oh. So he's just chilling. And okay, so he's like, okay. Memphis, yeah. Memphis is like, okay. They're like, don't worry, we'll trade you. We'll trade you. So far, nobody's wanting to We'll pay you. We'll pay you is all they've done. That's right. Damn. So Iguodala is hoping that they'll just give him... $15 $15 million of the 17 that they owe him so that they can save $2 million just to release him, basically. Yeah. And then Igudala, Laker fans are hoping, they're like, oh, he'll choose the Lakers. Once he's a free agent after he's bought out, he'll just join our team and our mm. team will be great. We'll finally have that yeah. big man wing that can guard Kawhi or Paul George Correct. in a few minutes. Huge in the playoffs. Huge asset. Right. And Memphis is like, no, we're not buying you out. Right. So there's kind of a stalemate going on. Is that pride getting in the way there? Who's got the pride? Memphis, potentially? Memphis thinks, and perhaps rightfully so. That Are they just holding their asset until it's yeah, at its I'll highest? Get, I'll get, I'll get a draft, another draft pick for him. Even right. though they got a draft pick right. from the Warriors, they they took him and they're like, we'll get another draft pick. Right. Yeah. So I guess there's only one place for Iguodala. Okay. Golden State. No! Send him home <laughs> where he belongs. Worst case scenario is like, all right, he does get bought out. Laker fans are celebrating. He's like, great, I'll play with the Clippers. Right. Oh, fuck. Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that no. death lineup. We Clippers, already... Milwaukee. The NBA Finals games would be like 43-41, 36-29. The Lakers not only get Iguodala, but now have to find someone to guard Iguodala. Yeah. Oh, God. Troy Daniels. I was reading You're that up. there hasn't been an NBA trade since the Westbrook Harden, tra- uh, Westbrook Chris Ball trade. Mm. You think Houston regrets that? No. You think no, they I don't. still like 
they were they're like we gave up four picks for Westbrook, but it's it's worth the upgrade. From I think Chris so. Paul to Westbrook. Yeah, I think so. Houston might beat some teams this year. Houston is great, but there's like when Russ doesn't play well, it's like Harden and he's just like fucked. Maybe I shouldn't say that Houston uh, doesn't regret that. I'll tell you who doesn't regret that. Maury. Because Maury had one last bullet in the chamber. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I'm getting rid of all these picks. This is my last shot at this. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, I'm out. Yeah. I did. I tried <laughs> real hard for you, dudes. Sorry about the whole draft pick thing. Yeah. Good luck in the what? future. James didn't want to play with Chris. So we were, right. our hands were tied. Had to just do this. I got it. Punt on the future. That's right. Right. Uh, all right. We await what Iguodala uh, decides. See how the Rockets end up. See if the Lakers can beat the Bucks. If the Lakers beat the Bucks in Milwaukee, I feel like we have an interesting situation on our hands. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, playoff basketball is very different than regular season basketball. Yeah, that's what I was hoping you'd say. And Fuck. <laughs> if the Lakers lose to Milwaukee and the Clippers, everyone will just be like, yeah, they can beat every bad team. That doesn't matter. They regular can't beat season the Clippers, doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll see. We but wait until the playoffs happen. But the joy that I'm experiencing watching the games, yeah. that's real. And that's rare. I mean, it's that's rare fun. that you're ever going to see a 22 and 3 start or whatever you're doing. Right that's now. right. Yeah. So even so if bask we lose in the playoffs, this. Yeah. For sure. We, we can at the very least have enjoyed seven months of basketball. And if nothing else, if and when the Lakers lose, um, you enjoy <laughs> complaining. <laughs> yeah. So you will at least get the opportunity to say, how is it fair that my team with the two best players in the league, the world, one A league. and one B, <laughs> right. how is it fair? Yeah. Just tell me how it's fair. And if you think you'll I, be given that opportunity. And if you guys think I'm sort of a Bucks fan now, just wait until the Bucks play the Clippers in the finals. Oh God. I will don that whatever cream city. Fear anything. that dear cream city is here. <laughs> I will dye my hair green. I will wear the cream. Anything to make sure Los Angeles, the city that I was raised in, right. doesn't win a championship. Right. I'm a DiVincenzo fan now. This is all illogical. Sports right. doesn't make sense. One word, folks. Ilyasova. <laughs> Remember, Ursan lies here. Uh, what do you have to promote before we get out of here? I host a podcast. It's called the No Joke Podcast. It's on HeadGum. And I have a Venmo account at William hyphen Scafuri. And the Venmo is for what? Money. For money to be sent to you. Yes. Tips. Uh, just money. I just, just cash. I, I want your money. I gave you an hour of my time, yeah. hopefully some laughs, and now I want your money. Yeah, this has been like sort of, sort of like a street art performance. This is a podcast, and now I want money for it. <laughs> you want cash for having the talking and the opinions and everything. I just want cash. Yeah. I'm sure everyone can relate to that. Do you ever get requests like, oh, actually, can you send me money? I get them more than I get actual money. <laughs> of course. And it's usually for 69 cents. And do you ever submit? Do Never, you ever once. Never once. Never once. Never <laughs> once. But when you send me the money, I say thank you. And I'll usually send a fun little reply back. Talking <laughs> cash, folks. And how much cash do you think you've gotten so far? Probably plus twelve fifty. It's pretty good. Twelve thousand fifty dollars. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, a lot more than I thought. Venmo at William Hyphen Scafuri. I gotta get a Venmo. All the cool kids are doing it. Uh, all right, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll of course be back next week. Thanks for your questions too. Appreciate it. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>